Previously, on the Adventure Zone Ethersea, the three of you unintentionally brought something into the city that is not safe. Do you remember this, the sallow? So this was the disease that gave people fish-like features, yes? We had a system that uh, helped everybody in our city to breathe and provide everybody in our city with potable water. And it was built on the backs of five uh, enormous phytoplankton. Now we have one who is trying to hold back the sallow single-handedly while also providing air and water into our city. Have you all met Phineas? Call? They came up with his comatose body and a bathysphere from who knows where. My friend Zeus here, let him go in to uh, this Phineas person's mind. It's so easy. And then you remember something else. You remember a dark place. A quiet, dark place. And then when you come to, Devo looks up at you first. You notice that emerging from underneath his chin, there are two small webbed fins now. And then Amber meets your gaze, and she, she's looking back at you with fish eyes. You realize what is happening to them is happening everywhere. The city of Founders Wake is transforming. So, Griffin, here, as we start, should Justin and I introduce our new player characters? Or... Yeah, right. Um, Mine's called Lord Professor Legume. <laughs> and he's a, he's a, he's a what? What's his story? I'm actually yeah, careful. That's, hey, oh, guys, that's one. Yeah, that's oh. true. We can't Beetlejuice. He's a living one. green bean. Okay. Two. Don't nope. do it, Travis. I'm please, stop. I'm begging you. Nobody. Stopping, Stopping yeah. right there. He's got a strained relationship with his father. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Amber. You open your eyes and you are looking at the ceiling of a clinic here in Founders Wake. You've almost certainly had occasion to go here in the 25 years that Founders Wake has been established. Uh, mm -hmm. It is very antiseptic, which is, I guess, good for a healthcare facility. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it smells like a hospital. Um, <laughs> it, oh, it's too clean. It is definitely the noisiest you, you have heard it. Um, but like all of your all of your senses are kind of taking a backseat to your sense of sight because when you open your eyes and you look up at this ceiling, you are also kind of looking at the walls around you and can almost see the floor below you. You you are seeing things with a field of vision that is dramatically, dramatically increased to what what you had 
before you before you blacked out um, in the uh, in the cafeteria. You see Devo, who is seated up in a uh, a bed, much like the one that you are currently resting in, and you see Doctor Shack. Uh, looking at his vitals, um, checking in on him. And you also see Zooks, um, who is seated like a like a sentinel in, in the corner uh, in, in a chair. To um, what extent is this, like, am I able to process this visual stimuli? Do I have a, a place, like patches in my vision where I can't see because I'm not genetically designed to have this sort of thing? Or is it like mm-hmm. vertigo? How am I feeling? Uh, I mean, you would have to tell me about like your reaction to to your site. I, I will say that it I'm is- I'm thinking maybe a constitution role. Yeah, just to see how, like how you're getting your bearings. We won't put like a whole lot of weight or repercussions on this, but just like you, this is your first time opening your new eyes. Okay, 16 plus two. Yeah, you, you, you are- I'm going to stop putting the answers because I think it would make the show more educational. (laughs) (laughs) You feel like your sight is improved, right? It's kind of like when you, obviously to a a much more heightened degree, and Juice, you are actually the only person on this podcast who may not know this sensation. The first time you put on a new pair of glasses and you realize like, oh man, my uh, prescription has actually gotten much, much stronger. And you Why are, would I put on glasses, Griffin? Oh I'm these God. beautiful, perfect peepers. Right, oh, sure. fine. Um, it's like when you put on your blue blocking glasses, Justin, to protect oh, your gamer eyes. I forgot to get uh, those. The thing, I'll be right back. the thing that does uh, bother you, it's not so much your your seeing or how much you can see or how you're processing this like bigger field of vision. The light is your your eyes are very letting sensitive. in too much light. Yeah, because okay. because your pupils are now like a completely different like shape. Devo, you're doing okay. You've you woke up uh, a bit before Amber. You know that it has been a few days since what happened in the cafeteria happened. And Zooks, obviously, you know it as well because Zooks, you never lost consciousness. You were there um, when chaos broke out, and you helped get your friends to to the clinic that they have been resting in now for for a while. Um, Devo, the extent of your sort of like physical change is that your throat feels a bit tight almost like you you are recovering from a sore throat and that it like doesn't sting it doesn't like hurt anymore but it just feels like it is a little it takes a little bit more effort for you to 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 make sound out um and is there there's a uh, a, a physical like an outward change as well yes correct? you have uh you have these two kind of like webbed fins that go down from your jawline, basically down kind of to your to your collarbone. Um, yeah. They're not like enormous, but Doctor Shack maybe had to cut your shirt a little bit to <gasps> sort of make room for these. Um, not your fancy new jacket, but no, I just undid a button. I would not. Oh, okay, that's fine too. I would um, not cut my shirt. Yeah. Other than that, like, yeah, it's it's a, a little bit harder for you to talk. That's as as far as you. Uh, can can tell that the changes have gone. Um, and Zooks, you now see that both of your friends are awake. Uh, and Doctor Shack is putting a you know, an, what's it called, an otoscope in your in your mouth, looking in there to see about your lymph nodes. And he says, "Oh, okay. These do- these nodes, these nodes are dope. Um, dope nodes. Uh, and oh gosh, Amber, good morning." 
and he walks over to you, Amber, and starts shining the same thing uh, in in your eyes now. Ah, oh, careful, Doc. Ah, that feels terrible. Why are you, why do you, have you had some sort of change to your vocal cords? What's uh, oh, I haven't tried to talk yet. <clears throat> oh, that's better. You just cleared you, you. Okay, so no, you don't have like a frog situation. And I, I feel like you're. How would that even happen? Um, well, what do you remember? Uh, it's all really fuzzy. Uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to make a choice that she had gills, but I think that I'm, I'm, uh, gonna retcon it. <laughs> it's, it's unpleasant to do and unpleasant to hear. So I'm retconning. Are you sure that. you don't want to commit to it the nope, entire podcast? Never, 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 That's what I do. In an exclusive one-shot comic, <laughs> you got you're joining you, us in the middle of a T Taz is in the middle of an episode of Taz of Justin. Exclusive yeah, one-shot fuck up I did, and so I decided. No, to no, 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 no. It. It's not a fuck up. It's been retcon. Oh, I in see. An exclusive one-shot comic. True fans tracked down right. where they found out that Amber was actually in another reality. She met Wave Rider, okay. who took her into this reality and cured her gill-itis. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not a thing. But, that and that was anymore. unrelated to the sallow. That was, yes, right. Um, he holds up a um, like an eye chart. Uh, can you read, uh, what's the lowest line on this that you can read? I guess. Uh Griffin, I'm sorry. You just gave me the most like Im- the most improbable, yeah, completely uh, immaterial pro- thing. Yeah, read this. T- <laughs> read this read imaginary this chart. chart. I know you. If I'd been like X, you'd be like, nope, it's <laughs> not at the top. Um, he he just kind of shakes his head. He said, "Can you see good?" Uh it's weird. Like the <sighs> things are really bright, like. Oh man! Actually, does anybody? Oh, I was going to ask if anybody has sunglasses. There is no reality nope. in which that would exist here. The sun? D- uh, yeah. He actually points at his own eyes and he says, "Oh yeah, I I get it." Because he he's got he has fish eyes as as well. It's uh, fine. It's fine. He reaches in his pocket. He pulls out one of those like plastic pair again, Justin. A thing that you will not recognize, uh, like those rolled up plastic sunglasses that they give you at the eye doctor when you've had your eyes dilated. Uh, mm, that look like that makes sense. That, okay, yes. And and he hands those to you. And he says, that should help. They just look pretty dumb. Um, okay. Bad news for fan art. I'm never taking them off. Okay. Yeah. Doctor. Yeah. Doctor. Yeah. When will this go away? When will the... Um, well, here, let me show you. Uh, and then he reaches into his uh, back pocket and pulls out his wallet and shows you uh, one of his like high school senior pictures from 20 years ago. And he has pufferfish face there also. Uh, and he says, it does. It, it's, it, so it at does. least 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> at least it, it doesn't go away. This is a, um, this is your new life this is your new form um it's not it's not all bad i found there to be many beneficial things about my my sallow blessing and um 
I'm sure you want to. Yes, no, I would like to take it do a quick, uh, I guess this would be perception roll. Okay. To see if I notice any other, like obviously the eye thing. Mm-hmm. Got that. I'd like to do like a quick rundown. Sure. Uh, through Fort Amber to see if there's any other uh, uh, changes. Yeah. I don't think you need to roll a perception 20. check for that. Oh, okay. Well, you have rolled a very good perception check. No, it's, it is it is just the eyes. It is the only thing that you uh, have experienced. You actually know, because like you were on the beach when the sallow hit, it usually is just one thing. Although you also get the impression that whatever happened here in Founder's Wake was a much more sort of like potent version of what happened just based on how widespread it seems like it was. Uh, Doc, okay, Doctor, mm-hmm. what is the um, uh, transformation and then what are the other symptoms? What goes along with the, the sallow? He uh, walks over to the door out of the room and cracks it open and grabs a chart from outside and starts flipping through it and he says um it's not like any other illness where you have a a set list of symptoms there's let me see hold on here is a uh some barbels a lot of barbels there's um uh let's see a blowhole few blowholes in here um this is your physical Transformation. What are the etern- internal? What is the sickness part of this? You, there is, there is no, there is no sickness part of it. It is, a, it is a physical change that is usually not entirely detrimental. Um, how, how are you feeling, Devo? Point, point. Give me a, a point at the face that looks like your face for pain. I mean. That is quite a sentence you said there, Griffin. Do you want to take another run at it? <laughs> no, I actually, Sydney, I've been doing some consulting with Sydney about Dr. Shaq's character, and she says that that's how they say it in most hospitals. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I am, uh, do you have a, a face that uh, portrays being very pissed off at generations of people before you that could have looked into a cure for this instead of just accepting that this is a thing that wouldn't happen again. And so now I'm stuck with having these uh, fins on my fucking face. What face is that face? That's not on the chart. It's mostly yeah, about Yeah, this is what pain. I thought. Okay. This, you, please understand that these feelings you are feeling are not only valid, they are currently in vogue for pretty much everyone in Founder's Wake. That is to say, the people who survived their transformations, which is not a lock. So at least you have that going for you, he says. Have you seen uh, other people that come down with this lately, or is this a new thing? He Just us. He walks outside and he grabs like, uh, as many charts as he can carry and sets them down. He says, what happened a few days ago was a sort of instantaneous transformation of every breathing creature in the city. So it's, y- you all should see something. Um, and he opens the door and gestures you all to come towards it. And you see like, hallways filled with with uh with people you see rooms 
with people who all look different. Like they all, you know, some some of them have scales. Some of them just have like this this new kind of like vibrant coloration. Some have you see a blowhole or two. You see fins, and you see um, sort of bioluminescent, you know, flecks and lanterns and just all kinds of things. The the, the people, everyone that you see here has has some new you know feature uh dr uh dr shack was it don't pretend like you don't know my name i know dr shack are we free to go i guess so i mean i am curious about you uh and he looks at you zooks he says have you felt any anything and Zooks bursts into tears, just oh. completely falling apart, racked what with sobs. What did you say to Zooks? He is crying. He is. He goes running up, and even though they're reluctant, he pulls Amber uh, into a hug, pulls Devo into a big group hug, and just starts going on and on and says, I am so, so sorry. I hate this. You're sick. I am. I, hey, don't don't I make this about sorry. you, man. It's it's really not. No, bad. this I is mean, all my fault. Okay, Zooks has had a major revelation. Oh, uh, okay. Oh. Um, Devo, you're Carrie, and 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 Amber, you are Miranda. What the fuck are you talking? And about? And Zooks <laughs> is Charlotte. Hey, you, Dad. Hey, Dad, time no, out. Uh, you, Dad. If you interrupt him, I'll never forgive you. <laughs> not interrupt him, let him I need every dollar for this as he's got. I live for this shit. Charlotte is the emotional one. Charlotte is the one that feels everything and blames herself for everything. And and Miranda is kind of the, the cold, clear vision of what's going what on and yeah. carries the natural yes, leader. Yes, do you guys, yes, do you guys yes, not? Yes. Do yes. Not, what's, hey, what's happening? Um, um, Dr. Shaq is more of a Samantha, I think we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis, as much as you've made us listen to you talk about Entourage, you do not have a leg to stand on. No, listen, on. but no. never in character. I I in character. He just was what? crying. He was crying. I'm telling okay. you what Zooks was feeling. Um, um, Zooks was feeling the feeling that one feels when they realize their friend is a Charlotte. Well, right. In essence, Zooks somehow blames himself for this. He, I mean, he had the vision. He saw the the vents in the floor, and and he's still confused about how much how involved, you know, Phineas Call is with his own psyche, and yeah, he feels a tremendous amount of guilt. And how and much I, of that do you think that just character to or player to player? How much of that do you think is uh, absorbed from Phineas, and how much do you think is like Zook's own? feelings is it hard to tell i think it's i think it comes from phineas to be honest with you but i i mean there's so many questions left unanswered but at least now we know you know a little bit about what happened on the floor of that bathosphere so yeah but i think and i'm in all seriousness i really think zooks feels this guilt this this weight upon him and and i'm not trying to be funny but i mean i'm kind of channeling the whole having a one role, yeah, sure. Uh, into this, 
No, you're uh, how bad you Clint fucked up is yeah. is oh, I get it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, Zooks, uh, Zooks, I understand that um, you are feeling a lot of feelings right now, and um, I can relate to this very much. But uh, were you able to connect with the memory of Finney's call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I did. I did. I saw this. It was a, a very dark place. It was, um, there were these vents in the ground, a big crack in like this sandy floor. It was very quiet. It was very dark. And there was all this pressure. So I'm I'm assuming it had to do with depth. So I'm thinking it was very deep, but it still had a sandy bottom, had a vent. Uh, and I knew, or at least Phineas knew that it was a very sacred place, that all life came from this this vent and 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 then there was a voice and I can't not remember what it said because then well, the alarm started going off and you guys were all no, sick. Yes. Oh, it, yep. Okay, sorry. Um, Keep it together. And, and so then we, you know, we we rushed you over here. I tried to, you know, pick you guys up, but it was it was kind of gross and scary. So I ran along with the, the people who brought you in here and I've been sitting there ever since, except for the time that I, you know, went to get a little something to eat or, you know, go. Something to mush against. Yeah, I mean, you can't expect, you know. Like, but I sat there, I would say I sat there, I don't know, probably two or three days. And out of that two or three days, I sat in that chair for at least half a day watching over Zooks, you. Your silent you sentinel. Because I love Zooks. you guys, and I don't, I don't want you to, to die. Zooks, I want you to know something very important. Yeah. If these circumstances were not as dire as they are, I would spend about 20 minutes on the phrase Sandy Bottom. And it's, just, <laughs> it's so important to me that you right. know this. Right. Um, but now we have to move past this, and um, you have right. uh, what we might call a lead. Um, we right. need to talk to someone in this complex who knows the area better than anyone else and see if this idea of a vent in the ground, a, a crack um, where life comes from, if this uh, connects to any locations in their mind. And then... The vent event. This, I, thought, I called it the vent yes. event. We're not going to choose this, okay. um, but um, we can call it the life crack. Nope, the, sure life, the, the life the, crack not, not in the, the same sure bottom. Not the same phrase with it's sandy bottom. It's pretty big, bottom. right? Maybe it's the vent event. No, it's the life crack in the sandy bottom. And then um, when... Well, let's call the whole event, the because it was a big deal. The, it's the vent event event. Okay, it's the whole and there event. And there is a hole for hold. that. Okay. There's a I there's hate a everything. <laughs> there's a knock uh, on the on the open door. Thank fuck. And you see uh, ampersand five holding Phineas's lantern in his hand, and the lantern flashes and says, "I don't think we called it the venti venti vent. Life crack feels good, but I Thank also you. don't think that's right either." Um. So now you do remember something. Oh, I. I know all of it. I just, I just can't, um, I just can't seem to recall that info. It's, it's in here though. So, wait, if we keep naming 
bad suggestions of information. Will it jog your memory about the the correct ones? He says, um, that um that will probably take a little bit longer than the time we've we've got. Um and Ampersand Fine brings him into the room and sets the lantern down and kind of waves quietly at the three of you all uh, and Dr. Shack. Phineas's lantern lights up and says, Listen, I, I, I know that I possess the information we need to save the city. And it's probably because I am not really a living uh thing in in the in the traditional sense that I can't seem to pull that pull that out um and ampersand 5 closes the door and um Phineas says I I want to I want to go with you all to figure this out not only so we can let this city uh breathe deeply and safely again, but uh, also so I can figure out who killed me and what happened uh, in in the last moments of my life. And I want to figure that out soon because I'm, I am, I am, I don't know a good word for it other than dying, but uh, but I am not going to be able to stay here much, much longer. And well, bummer. Yeah, it's it's complicated, he says, to be half alive and risk losing that. But that's going to happen no matter what. I just, I want to go on one more adventure before uh, my light goes out. So, what, what do you say we team up and figure this thing out together? Um, I, I mean, I don't have any problem with it, I guess. Um, if it gets right? us to the point of it, then yes, this is fine. Okay. So, will I be lugging around your lamp? I mean, I wouldn't mind. Um, no, I've, I, Ampersand has agreed to, uh, come along as well and and ampersand's body language is kind of like very um very reserved you can't tell but it like he om- he almost seems sad about like having this conversation out loud um we are wasting time right so yes this is fine we need to get to the coriolis Maybe if there is somebody, and maybe you would know this better than us, Phineas, if there is somebody in this uh, city who knows the surrounding ocean floor and might be able to recognize a description or uh, has, I don't know, maps that we can reference to try to figure out where this place you remember is, then we need to get moving now. The ocean's big. No I, fucking doy. Yeah, sorry. No, I was I was sort of the uh, OG Ether Sea cartographer, so I I I know I'm kind of the maps guy. <laughs> he says, um, "The problem is that it was 25 years and one 
death ago. And so I, I, it's not a question of who has the right map. It's a question of how do we get memories out of my brain without going through the usual sort of neural pathways. Hmm. Any ideas? <sighs> Will <Well>. you? <clears throat> yes, come here. Mm. I'm going to cast Detect Thoughts. Oh, okay. Um, and so I can, uh, I can probe deeper. The target would make a wisdom saving throw, but he could choose to fail it. Um, and let's see. Uh, I don't think this <laughs> spell does what you think it does. I'm yeah. I'm reading it now. <laughs> Why don't you just fucking cast? Oh, it I know. But yeah, yeah. No, this would work. Okay. Yeah, that I would then ask questions and read his mind, basically magically, and not. Uh, through the neural pathways, right? Okay, sure. Yeah, let's try it. Okay. Phineas, I want you to try to clear your mind, and I want you to focus on the questions I am asking, not what you think I want to hear, not what you know, but listen to um, the actual question and think about the question more than anything else, okay? Okay, he says. When you start to cast this spell, I, I guess you have to vape in order to get this to get yeah. this going. Um, I think everybody else in the room notices first before you, but those fins on your neck glow a very faint, like light blue. They like light up with little tiny specks of light blue light. And they kind of like shudder a little bit. Oh fuck yeah! I'm even more beautiful than before. Right. You feel there. like you feel like this spell is a bit more is a bit more potent. Obviously, he's like electing to fail, so you you know maybe you can't gauge it, or Devo can't necessarily gauge it directly. But um, these fins have given you a a, a plus one to your spellcasting modifier. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Hear me, Phineas Carl. Hear my voice and let it guide you. Remember your journey. Do not worry about numbers or guidance, but remember what you saw and felt. Uh, am I getting anything, Griffin? Uh, how about we do this? Why don't you roll a wisdom saving throw for um, for Phineas? And it's not to mm. contest that spell. It is to, like, summon up deep forgotten <sighs> memories. Because, like, this is this is not how this spell is used in the traditional manner, I don't think. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a five. That is a five. Not great. Uh, here, here's what I will give you for a five. You start to detect thoughts, and it is thoughts of a party, uh, 
a party here in the city a long time ago. Uh, you you are like looking around at people at this party, and they are like their style is different from the clothes that people wear now. Uh, and you can also tell that like it must be early days of the city uh, because they are in the ballast, and it's like all that there is. Like it's a very it's a much smaller city basically, uh, and some people are like taking droppers. And, like, taking some drops on their tongue. uh, And they start to hand it toward you. uh, And when you reach out to take it, you notice that your hands are a bit, like, orange and scaly. And that's when you realize that you are actually detecting Dr. Shaq's thoughts of a college party he was at one time. Dr. Shaq, leave. Could you please leave the room? He looks up at you and, like, his eyes go wide when he realizes, like, what it is that you just saw. And he says, uh, uh, what, uh, Get out. um, Okay. He walks out of the room and you realize as his, like, memory fades away that the people in this room at this party are taking Grotto um, in this, like, weird condensed form. And having like a, a real having a real trip on it. Uh, and yeah, Diva's gonna store that away for later. <laughs> okay, and he leaves the room. Okay, Phineas, I want you to push, and there is something stopping you from remembering this thing. Someone has taken this or something is stopping you from doing it. And the only way that we are going to be able to help these people is for you to push against this thing. And if it hurts, you just push harder. And that is how we are going to be able to help these people. Now remember this journey. Think about what you felt as your bathysphere went deeper and deeper. Remember how you felt when you saw this crack in the ground? Remember how you felt when you heard someone behind you and turned? Remember these things and push through it. All right, go ahead and cast his heck thoughts again. I think this is just going to cost you another spell slot. Yeah, I think that's worth it. Uh, and roll another another wisdom saving throw to see if you can if you can crack into this guy's inception mind palace. Oh, you have a wisdom saving throw. Okay, that's better. Nineteen plus two, twenty-one. Okay. Um, you you start to see things in the same way that Zooks saw things, at least what Zooks has described to you. You see the vents on the ocean floor that are are, are just shooting up bubbles and light and, and warmth and uh, speaking in a voice that you, you it's, you remember this thing, you remember the shape of it, you do not remember the words that it said. Um, but do you I re- recognize the 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 language um 
it's not even a question of like if you recognize the language. Like that data isn't in Phineas Call's head to a degree where you okay. you, you you did not pull that with this spell. Um, what you do see is a bubble on the ocean floor, and it's it is pitch black down here. It is it is abyssal. Uh, but except for this bubble is lit up like a city. Um, it is it is strange because it makes it seem like this little self-contained city is floating in like the emptiness of space. And you see through the, the cockpit of a ship uh, arriving in this city and just passing through the bubble and landing on solid ground and there are so many people down here and the people all look so familiar and in the back of this city there is just this monolithic building with what look like sort of water towers enormous water towers sort of surrounding it and you look around and there are also those cracks all over the ground in this city um, not as if like the city is in like a state of disrepair it is almost like they were they were plotted out to be all around here and that voice is speaking to everyone in this city um, and you feel like you are in immense danger the likes of which like you have never imagined before uh, as as Phineas Phineas I can feel what you felt, and I know that you were scared, and you are scared now. And there is something that is stopping you from remembering more, but there are people in danger. And you are partly to blame for this. You can act now to save them, and to fix whatever it is that you have done, and to fight whoever it is who hurt you, but you have to push through. You're in that building now. You're in that huge building now, and you're alone. And you pass through a, a, a door, and the doors in here are these weird, ovular, like, passageways. And inside of one of these doors is a circular room, and all around it are... Are, are these tubes that are like three feet in diameter stretching from the floor to the ceiling. And when you look inside those tubes, you see familiar faces and Phineas remembers that they are the vanguard who disappeared from the city on the coast in the previous months before this expedition. And he walks up to one of the tanks and... As he looks up into it, his memory cuts to black, um, and the connection is is broken. Why did you stop? the The light is dim for a while, and um, ampersand five looks down into the lantern and says, um, "Phineas, are you Phineas? Are you okay?" Um, and after a few sort of uncomfortable moments, the light flicks on again and Phineas says, yeah, um, that's, that's where it stops, he says. That's, that's where my memory stops. 
But where does it start, Phineas? I, I need to rest, he says. No. We have to fix this. You and those that you began this with are hurting people now. And you need to fix it. I don't know what you think I've done, but I did not come and poison the entire city. From what I understand through the grapevine, that was you guys. Let me ask you this, Phineas. Years ago, you found these, uh, the phytoplankton, you put them in the filtration system, and then you stopped worrying about it. You didn't think, we don't have a way to get more of these phytoplankton, we should have a fucking plan B? I, I'm, I'm, this was a mistake, he says. And Ampersand picks him up and walks out of the room. Well, I guess that makes me the good cop. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. 
Okay, here's uh, just as an aside, you can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. You're in a theater. The lights go down. You're about to get swept up by the characters and all their little details and interpersonal dramas. You look at them and think, that person is so obviously in love with their best friend. Wait, am I in love with my best friend? That character's mom is so overbearing. Why doesn't she just stand up to her? Oh, God, do I need to stand up to my own mother? If you've ever recognized yourself in a movie, then join me, Jordan Cruciola, for the podcast Feeling Seen. We've talked to author Susan Orlean on realizing her own marriage was falling apart after watching Adaptation, an adaptation of her own work, and comedian Hari Kondabolu on why Harold and Kumar was a depressingly important movie for Southeast Asians. So join me every Thursday for the Feeling Scene podcast here on Maximum Fun. I'm Lisa Hanawalt. And I'm Emily Heller. Nine years ago, we started a podcast to try and learn something new every episode. Things have gone a little off the rails since then. <laughs> Tune in to hear about low stakes neighborhood drama, gardening, the sordid, nasty underbelly of the horse girl lifestyle, hot sauce, addiction to TV and sweaty takes on celebrity culture, and the weirdest, grossest stuff you can find on wikipedia.org. We'll read all of it no matter how gross. <laughs> There's something for everyone on our podcast, Baby G. Geniuses. Hosted by us, two horny adult idiots. Hang out with us as we try and fail to retain any knowledge at all. Every other week on Maximum Fun. Crazy 
Dr. Shack walks back into the room looking very nervous and he shuts the door behind him and he says, look, I don't know what you think you thought you saw, but I didn't do, I didn't do any of that stuff. It's Dr. It's, Shack? Yeah. There is a, a magical illness giving people fish fins. And oh, animals. really? You're telling me I, the doctor- I don't give two shits about you taking some drugs in college. He sighs and he says, look, I only know this because I know people who did it. But when condensed down enough, when condensed down enough, Grotto can produce a sort of hallucinogenic effect that can send you on a they called it memory lane so when you were talking about all the stuff with the memories it made me think about that and I'm so straight edge now and would definitely lose my license if people knew that that was a thing that I had that I dabbled in so um, that's all I have that's all I know that's all I have to say about it and I'm sorry wait no and- stop wait 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 Taking a condensed form of it can create a hallucinogenic effect of shared memory? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, shit. But I don't party. I don't party anymore. Okay. There's egg on your face, huh? Thank you, Amber. Yes. Where do we get Ciscarato? (laughs) <laughs> oh, wait. Whoa. 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 Hell yeah. What? Um, now, man, what's up? Yeah. You're, you're what ta- is the matter? You're talking to the wrong pufferfish man. Um, Why? I, it, it, it is a drug and you are a doctor? And... Yeah, uh, not that kind of doctor. You'll have to p- pound pound oh, the pavement, fuck. so they say. Oh, there's, we don't know. We don't need to pound the pavement. I know a guy. It, I'm I not talking about just your everyday snickle fritz. I'm talking about incredibly, k- k- like, chemist-level stuff. We need, if we need crunko. It's not. We need jib-jab. <laughs> Stink crystals. What do we need? Oh, God. Oh, please don't. let him keep going. More. <laughs> what do you need? What do you need? You need gribbub? Not Trimble. Do you need beef gravy? Not Trimble Flex. <laughs> <laughs> you need trunk garlic? Oh, Whatever trunk garlic. You They're going to get all of us busted <laughs> big time. I know, guy. I got a trunk garlic guy. <laughs> Is it cut with skunk nuts? <laughs> <laughs> I got a laser train guy. I got whatever. I, I know. What I'm are not you talking about? It. Different drugs I know about. You guys are, haven't seen things I've seen. You don't understand. You lived in like a some sort of religious nursery your whole life. Yes. And that got and and I seen I've seen some things. All right. I know I know people that got access to whatever kind of drugs you need. Is is the idea that the three of us take drugs and then sh- share memories with Phineas? It sounds like we would take the drugs and then more or less from our perspective be in the memory. 
it's it it's it's very this is a dangerous thing that you are are talking about it's not okay, a yes. it's not so much a recreational thing as much as it is a i i experimental thing um yes oh yeah i wouldn't do it oh god no i've seen some people get pretty pretty cranko on that stuff yeah now doctor here's what i don't understand uh my my friend zooks here did a uh like mind melt thing and this did not work i did uh like a magic interrogation and this did not work so how is this uh grotto any different from this when you do those things and i have a faint understanding of how all of that magic stuff works uh, you are talking to the mind of the person that you are uh, attempting to scan but doing that isn't enough to reawaken these dead parts of their of their psyche you need something a, a, a little stronger than that something that can actually readjust how they conjure up their memories to to begin with all right so good luck please leave me out of this your old buddy dr shack didn't say nothing and then he backs out of the room (laughs) he slowly backs out of the room all right, Amber, who do we need to talk to? You're not going to like it. Oh, don't say Uncle Joshy. No, no, no. <laughs> Uncle Joshy doesn't do any of this stuff. He he actually won't even let anybody deal. Uh, we got to go see Shrek. Who? Shrek? Who? No, Shrek. Who's Shrek? Come on, I'll show you. But listen, oh. you're going to need to talk to her, okay? Okay. And don't mention you know me. Okay. Okay. Can I mention oh. Normos Pile? This is very important and contractually if you're obligated. Contractually obligated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, where does Shret live? What? I, I don't know. It's your world. Yeah. You tell me. What's worse than Joshy's knuckle? Joshy's toe knuckle. No. <laughs> um, why don't you? Why don't not, I only control Amber? I'm not in control of Shred. That's Griffin's. Okay, job. look into Amber's memories and tell me how she knows Shred. Um, are you sure? Because once I say it, it's permanent, and you're handing me a lot of power. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Because <laughs> I'm. If you're letting me say it, then. I get, I'm, because I know, is, I mean, this, I've, I feel like this is one of those things where I, I've always right. Known. Yeah. This is the task character rule of threes that is manifesting in a helpful way for the first time, where anything you can tell me just as a foothold for Shret would be. Shret was Amber's next door neighbor, and they went to school together topside okay up in the in in the uh and they they were you know they went to school together they were friends for a long time and then shret decided that she wanted to live on her own and be her own woman so she uh was a sort of like 
for a while, she was just sort of like a mercenary, sort of like doing whatever needed done. And then she got into uh, dealing and um, she only deals like she tries to avoid stuff that's really dangerous. She deals like recreational stuff mainly, tries to keep a very clean organization. But um, that she uh, and Amber have a troubled past, which of course sure. will be revealed at a later date. I know it like under the back of my hand, but um, that's uh, that's the story with uh, with Shret, and she is very hard to find. She doesn't like to be found, um, but she does know where to get whatever whatever you need. Does Amber know where to find Shret? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I can tell you, I can tell you where I think it is, where a lot of people who don't want to be found like to go. Okay. And I'm just going to spit this out because it seems like a cool idea to me when you like, you let yeah. me know. An area called the marsh. Okay. That is an artificial wetland. So like. If you are like, it's a place where like water and aquatic life, where you don't have to go out into the ship, sort of like a reservoir that houses like plant life and stuff like that. Um, And it's on the, uh, there, there's some patches of like dry ground where people have set up shops or whatever, Yeah, but it's a large, large indoor wetland. That that's definitely up in the gunnel, like that top, top surface level sort of industrial harvesting area. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's like a, a big chunk of it, right? Because it's a, an artificial biome, essentially, uh, that is so profoundly different from the rest of the city, it, just by nature mm-hmm. of it being its own kind of uh, its own biodome, um, mm-hmm. and it's so humid, like even more than the city, which is already you know it's an underwater city. It's got moisture. Uh, here, just by nature of what they have set up, it is sticky when you all walk into the the marsh. And I think there's just narrow wooden walkways that go all over it. And, uh, you know, you would normally, you would need a map in order to navigate something like this. But uh, this, because you you know Shret, uh, you, you know exactly sort of which of these of these pathways how to sort of circumnavigate this maze between these little uh you know elevated shacks that some people are living no sorry s h a c k oh thank you uh these elevated doctor shacks that everybody's living in where she makes her home is actually a a boat uh in in uh you know a particularly aquatic part of the of the wetlands um, this is perfect, by the way, because I don't know if you guys remember or not, but Grotto is a byproduct of like the drying, the, yeah, sure. dehydrating of the kelp. So the That's, fact that it's like coming from the wetlands, like marsh and foliage and stuff, is perfect. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know that like kelp production is what is happening here as much as it is like you know, fish and even bugs. I think there's a lot of sort of like, you know raising bugs here and harvesting them in huge numbers for their incredible proteins. But this boat is like a, um, like a ship restaurant, uh, that does a lot of sort of like low country boil, essentially. 
Nice. Um, and she is the proprietor of 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 this very wide uh, but shallow sort of skiff. And that's what it's called. It's Shret's skiff. Shret's skiff. No, let's just call oh, it. The, let's just call it the skiff because otherwise, that's the most phonetically unpleasant sort of uh, arrangement of words. Shret's swamp. Um, are you go- are you going inside, uh, Amber? Uh, here's what I think it would be the most fun. I would like to go, but like in incognito, like separately from them. Maybe just kind of slip in. Uh, so I can keep an eye on things without sort of announcing my presence. Okay. Did we keep the 3D uh, vape suit projection things that went around our neck? Uh, no. Those 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 definitely would not be functional here here anymore. Um, you ha- I mean, you have your actual vapor suits, but those only work when you're actually submerged in, in ether seawater. Um, sorry, Amber, you are hiding your appearance in some way? Yes, I, I, you know, I'm wearing like, uh, let's see if I got anything in my inventory. Disguise, disguise, disguise. Um, I actually don't have a disguise. You can borrow kit. my jacket. Cool. Yeah, I'll wear his jacket. Okay. For for a moment, you are a proud brand ambassador for Normal's pile. Griffin, I think you'll find that the brand is on my vest, but. I also am probably going to look pretty different from the last time that. That is fair. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Big fish eyes. That's right, Dad. Yes, yeah. that is what I was alluding to. Right, in a much more subtle way. I am here oh, to I, state I, the obvious, son. And I yeah. actually do have a disguise kit as a bard slash actor. Okay. So uh, I'm I'm going to give you uh, I don't know fun uh, fake black eye, um, Wait, maybe a smoky eyebrow. Love that. Love um, that. Maybe a hat. Maybe a dress up like a, a construction hat. worker. Yeah. Do, do you want to be a construction worker? Do you want to be a uh, biker? Do you, what do you want to be? Uh, yeah, like a cool biker. Okay, great. Um, yeah, actually, when you walk in here, it kind of does have biker bar vibes. Uh, there are a bunch of personal hovercrafts parked in front that people ride around on on the wetlands uh, for fun and for for work. That are sort of just like two pads uh, instead of wheels that let them sort of ho- hover about. Um, all right, you all walk in, and it is pretty quiet in here. Um, it's, I would say, it is equivalent to the cloaca, uh, albeit like even, even grungier. There's, in fact, there's just one table that has people sitting at it, but it's like a big table with like eight, uh, you know, big, big burly folks all sitting around a big pile of, you know, crawfish and, uh, kelp and, sea corn and all kinds of stuff just having themselves a blast um and as you as you walk in there is uh, a a chef there is it is a man who is um let me think what's he got going on uh, he's favreau-esque maybe no he's not favreau-esque he um he's got black and blue streaks almost like a almost like a blue tang uh, that are just sort of sweep over his his cheeks and uh, up up to his forehead. That is his his feature. Uh, and he looks up at you and says, uh, "Yeah, can I um can I help y'all? Uh, you want a table? Will you will you guys let me take the lead on this? I have an idea. What? what? Okay, but my whole thing is like talking oh, people. 
interesting. Yeah, but like, you know, you got to let the Brynar stretch his wings a little bit. I'm just going to soften him up a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just what it, I train to do, but yeah, go. I, no, no, no. You'll, no, no, I'll be no, the icebreaker and you follow up. Yeah, trust me. I, I've been Same thinking about this. The way my, okay, yeah. <clears throat> I'm here to kick ass and suck heads, and I'm all out of crawfish. Oh, I am not with him. <laughs> Buy in, Travis. No, he had me on the kick ass part, and then. Come yeah. on! It's a restaurant. He wants to eat food. Yeah, and he oh. just says this. And, and kick ass. I had the kick ass. This chef looks at you and says, uh, oh, you, f- you fancy yourself a, a, a crawdad blaster? There. That's what I meant by suck the heads. I'm not with anyone here. <laughs> You're not ready. Yeah. You're not ready for the spice of these. Oh, <laughs> uh, I correct you, my etouffee-making friend. Uh, all right. This, I mean, this here is, is a hard joint for for hard folks after a long day of marching it, and uh, I don't think you've got what it takes. What if I were to BYOC? What? what he, that, and we don't really and he, want. And he extends his hand and he uses mage hand, and and crawfish come out. Are these real crawfish own, that come out of his body? Swarm. <laughs> this is the implication. Like, oh, maniacs! I brought my own restaurant. This is the implications. You should see me at a steakhouse. Okay. So are you as I produce a live cow from my buttocks? I produce a bunch of crawfish and they're laying there on the bar. Now, now, just dad, just to clarify, what are, what are you trying to that prove? Time that I, do you guys remember that time that I went to Ruth Chris's steakhouse and I brought my own cow? <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna butcher this guy right in front of to you. To show you how hard I am. Him up for me. <laughs> he says, uh, we usually don't encourage people to bring outside <laughs> food into, how, how did you do that? I have skills. Yeah, okay. How about this? I'm diversified. Yeah. I've diversified my holdings. He sweeps- Can you cook them or not? He sw- Are you afraid? In one motion, he sweeps them into a pan that he smashes down onto the stovetop and like tilts it so that the whole pan goes up in flames and he squirts this huge bottle of like bright pink liquid into it and stirs it around and then slaps it I feel down. Like, I feel like Ziggsers should have to take damage. Slaps it down in front of cooked. you. No, he is going to roll a con. If you want to eat this, you're going to roll a constitution saving throw. You've come into this man's place of business and challenged him. So he is going to make you eat his spicy crawfish and we'll see how you handle that. All right. Just like in Man Eats World. Okay. No, not like that at all. That would be a five. What? Five? I would also say, Dad, I don't know the last time you watched a competitive eating show. Rarely does the host walk in and say, like, hey, fuckhead, make me some spicy food, you piece of shit. Cook this hot and let me eat it. I brought my own crawfish. (laughs) What are you going to do about it? I'm challenging them to an eat-off. Okay. (laughs) You 
put the crawfish. But it's not, it's usually an established eating competition, Dad. It's not a lone man charging into you. It's just, just a, he's like, I'm starting an eating competition. I brought my own food and I want you to make it. I've got underwriters. I've got suppliers. How many hot dogs can you make? This is a reverse eating challenge. How fast can you make the food I want to eat? And here's the rules. If I finish all this food I brought in, then I get it for free. And a bowl can. Yeah, you brought it in. And a bowl can. And I'm going to put my own picture on the wall. I brought it. Don't worry. I already I printed it off at home. I'm a little light on the yellow, so it's kind of weird looking. Uh, <laughs> you, you're going to take... You're going to take 11 points of fire damage. Um, 11 points of fire damage. And like the coral inside of you is like dying and you can feel that it's almost like they are saying like, why did you do this, Zooks? (laughs) This, it sucks so bad in here. You hear other members of your swarm like, what the fuck? You just pulled these dudes out of here and then made them spicy and dead, and then you put them back in here, and now they're killing us. How could Is you that do spicy this to Bruce? Us? Um, I loved Bruce. I think if you are going to try and keep a, a like not let on how bad this sucks shit for you right now. Yep, I am. Okay, I want you to make a uh make a performance check. Of you performing to pretend like you are not, your soul has not just been immolated. All right. Performance check indeed. There it is. And that would be a nine. Mm. It's like a cartoon wolf has just eaten dynamite. (laughs) Only there's so many holes in Zooks for like steam to be coming out of. And you can tell he is like trying to hold it together, but you can also tell that this is a dying person uh, who is in a tremendous amount of pain. <laughs> uh, Zooks, have you softened him up now? May I try? Yeah. They're soft. Yes. They're really, really, they're really Excellent. soft. They excuse feel so me. sorry for me. Excellent. <laughs> uh, excuse me, everyone. We are so sorry to interrupt uh, your meal and your respite from work, but we are looking for Strat. Is there any milk? Can I have a glass of milk? Shred, there's a voice from across the bar. Shred's not real. It's just the name. Okay, we are looking for Shred. Where is she? Tell him. Shred's not real. It's just the name. Where is that voice coming from? Is it coming from Amber? Yeah, it's Amber. Okay. (laughs) Okay, we are looking for Shred. Where is Shred? You hear the sound of chairs scooting backward uh, as the chef looks across the restaurant at that table full of Wait, people. Wait, Dad, are you okay? Restroom! Yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay, yeah. It's in fiction, gastrointestinal distress. On this show, you really can't be- Yeah, you be, can't be too sure. sure. Reinar has to shit? Oh, has any, there's a hole for everything, <laughs> Travis. Yeah. No, not for that. As uh, well established, you just mush food against your face. What are you shitting? <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Uh, you see, C is going to become subtitled discussing how different things poop. Yeah. Uh, 
at that big table where uh, a bunch of folks were working, you see uh, a few of them stand up uh, and just kind of stand behind their chairs, just watching the 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 Laurel and Hardy routine happening across the room. Uh, and that chef looks at the table full of people and then looks back at you, Devo, and says, um, nobody here by that name, friend. I'm afraid you might be uh, in the wrong place of business. I understand. Um, I was trying to be polite and ask very nicely, and so I will ask one more time. Uh, we need to speak with Shret, and it is uh, time-sensitive. Yeah, like I said, pal... Um don't okay. know anybody uh, like that. Cast Thunderclap. Whoa. What? Uh, create a burst of thunderous sound that can be heard up to 100 feet away. Um, each creature within range other than myself uh, has to make a constitution saving throw. All right. Uh, that includes Amber and Zooks. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's the oh, Nine. <laughs> Thirteen. What is your spell save? Trav, and remember, it one. is 14. Yeah. Wow, great. plus one is a 15, yeah. Great, great tea. <laughs> the chef plus, saves. Plus, Zooks almost poops himself. Okay. okay. Hmm. Uh, the chef saves. Uh, what, is the, what is the effect on a save? Uh, then nothing. Nothing. Um, but I mean, there's still a big thunderous burst of sound. Okay. The, uh, the three people who are sitting at this big table who stood up do not save. Um, uh, roll damage. So that was To your one. friends and the, the people across the room. Uh, one Former plus one, friends. two. It's just two, guys. That could have been much worse. Yeah. It's pretty bad still. <laughs> like two like points. From, a, from a, like a sort of on the principle of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when the three people across the bar drop down to their knees, the other people who are sitting at that table stand up and the chef reaches down and grabs a, a huge butcher knife and grabs that bottle of, of pink spicy fluid uh, that was sitting on the, the cooktop just a moment ago. And he says, uh, so you... You want to get spicy, huh? And he sprays the knife with this pink bottle, and all of a sudden his butcher's knife catches on fire. And he says, Well then, let's make it spicy. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.